0: things in Everett, Washington. My
1: name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 49, which is brought to you with support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated independent community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit them at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby.
0: Wow, episode 49. That's like almost 50. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it is almost 50, yeah. That's almost a year of doing podcasts. It's been a good year.
0: Yeah, it has, so. has been a good year. So uh, how you been? What's new?
1: Um, what's new? Well, I I want to like just take a moment to say that spring is like here, you know, and the cherry trees are blossoming, and this is my favorite time. But what I really want to talk about is what I just came from, which was a septic system pumping. And I just, I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Uh, I'm so glad we have the jobs that we have. I was literally watching this guy clean out a septic tank and then hose it out so he could inspect it and certify it. This is for a client that we're helping uh, sell their house. And the dude is hosing out the septic tank and getting sprayed in the face with backsplash water. And he just doesn't even care. He's like so used to it and comfortable and just working. And I was just watching him through the window, just thinking like, I'm lucky, you know, like, I like, I like, <laughs> I, I I like have my job. I to do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, no no offense on anyone who does that for a living. I'm nowhere near as tough and as, like, you know, I'd be, like, vomiting, you know. But um, I've just never seen anything like it. I've never seen anybody get sprayed in the face of poop water and just not even <laughs> remark.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't
1: wearing a mask or anything? <laughs> Nothing. Shh. A raincoat. That's crazy. Jeans. That's it. Yeah, it
0: was crazy. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we just put out that tour Everett video series with our friends over at a Lamar real estate dropped that last week, a little four part, uh, video series where we check out each of the four different zip codes around Everett. So, uh, yeah, that that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. That was a lot of work for you. You did pretty much all of that. So if anyone's seen those, that's all Garrett.
0: Yeah, it was. Well, I mean you, you starred in them of of course, but, uh, (laughs) It, it, it was a lot of editing and, you know, putting all four out at once. It, it ended up being a pr- pretty long project from figuring out kind of the, the outlines and shooting it. I mean, really we were shooting it over the winter. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the weather was really difficult to try and find a uh, decent days and all that. But uh, yeah, that, that was a fun project. Um, if you haven't seen them yet, you can find them at live slash tour. So check them out. And we also wanted to update you guys on the fact that we're not planning on doing the food truck festival again this year Uh, we did the last couple years and It's a ton of work. We would love to see someone else pick it up and continue running with it But we've decided that we've just got so much going on. We have to narrow our focus a little bit Um, And uh, so yeah, we we would love to find somebody we've been talking with different people Um, who, you know, we're, we're really hoping to pass on all of our, our knowledge that we've gained from doing it the last couple of years. And we'd love to see somebody else, uh, take it over. Um, but we are planning to, uh, step away this year.
1: Yep. And I just want to say anybody who's listening to the tens of thousands of people who are out there listening, who could possibly be interested in doing a food truck event. The city of Everett is really easy to work with for events, super accommodating. I can't say enough, uh, good things about how, like easy they made it for us to uh, do the food truck festival, not saying that it isn't a ton of work. Um, but yeah, you know, as far like as them street closures, garbage, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Them being willing to kind of help us navigate that stuff.
1: Totally. They can walk you um, through the whole thing.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a big help. So um, if, if you're interested, drop, drop us a line, shoot us an email through the website. Um, if you're interested in putting on the festival, we'd love to see it still happen. And if you're not familiar uh, with live in Everett, you can learn more about everything we do over on the website, liveineverett.com. And one thing that we do every month is our monthly Evie awards, uh, where you guys help us crown the best in Everett. And for this month's Evie awards, we're voting on Everett's best pizza, which is a pretty controversial subject. It really if, is. If I yeah. may say so. Um so if you want to vote, liveinEvert.com slash Evie is the place to uh yeah. place your vote. So uh get on it. Make, nice. make your slice heard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Uh all right, so on the show this week we have a good friend, Ryan Crowther, aka R C from Everett Music Initiative. Uh, Ryan and his crew are busy at work prepping for Fisherman's Village Music Festival, which is coming up at the end of this month, uh, March 30th through April 1st. Uh, We're here to chat local music and what it's like to run a music festival here in downtown Everett. Thanks for being here, RC. Before we jump in, I just want to take a sec to thank one of our sponsors, Mazatlan Mexican Restaurant. Mazatlan has daily happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. to close. Their delicious margaritas are handmade from scratch, and they are delicious. Garrett and I get them all the time when we go there. You can check out Mazatlan uh, in downtown Everett at 1325 Pacific Avenue or find them online at com slash Everett.
2: Boom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Ryan, you ready to uh, jump in? I'm ready. Cool. So let's start with the basics, and I want you to just share a little bit of your background of
2: how you first came to Everett. Sure. Um, I was uh, working at the Elysian um, Brewing Facility down at the stadiums called Elysian Fields, and I just got back from college from Central Washington University and got a call just about two months in that um, the Economic Development Council of Sonomish County was looking for communications public relations person. And, uh, I hadn't spent much time in Everett, but, uh, decided to take the job. And, um, after taking the job, I was there for about four years, um, doing PR communications and marketing. And, uh, through that process sort of, you know, did a lot of events and kind of fell in love with the city. And, um, I guess now I'm sitting here. So
1: yeah, you live in Everett now. Legitimately, all right. So Everett Music Initiative, <clears throat> if any, why don't you explain what Everett Music Initiatives for uh, is for anyone who maybe doesn't know?
2: Sure, um, I would say Everett Music Initiative, you know, has uh, evolved a lot. Um, really, uh, Everett Music Initiative puts on events and does its best to um, put a spotlight on Everett, its artists, and its community. And uh, we've done over, we've produced. And partnered on over three hundred events in the last wow. six years.
0: Wow, that's
2: a lot.
1: Wow, that is a lot. Um, how did Everett Music Initiative begin?
2: Everett Music Initiative uh, started in two thousand twelve, and the whole idea of it was really to um, three things. One was to um, sort of create a community amongst artists and highlight local artists. And um, two was, you know, put the word out that Everett is a place for touring artists. There's you know, bands that go from Seattle, play Bellingham, and you never really see Everett very often on a tour poster. And, um, you know, that was, that was certainly one of the things we saw as an opportunity. Um, and the third thing was to, you know, do one big event that was one weekend that put a spotlight on Everett, got some bigger names through town, and uh, that became Fisherman's Village Music Festival.
0: And then, which is coming up at the end of this month. Yep. And uh, how many years has it been now that you've been doing Fisherman's? So this is its fifth year. Nice. Yeah. Wow, that's
1: amazing. Time
0: flies. (laughs) I cannot believe
1: Fisherman's has been going on for five years now. Man, I can remember the first year of Fisherman's Village and the energy of like the first night of Fisherman's Village. I don't know if we played that year or, or something Was the cannery around the year that you started? Yep. Okay, so the cannery, um, it's not around anymore, but that was like a... Thanks for bringing that up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, (laughs) But that was a music venue that you all were running. But I remember that night at Fisherman's Village Music Festival. The first night, we finally have a legit music festival in Everett and just having the time of my life. Oh, yeah. um, Too good of a time, which is what always happens at Fisherman's. But it's always like that. I feel like the energy for that whole weekend, we always talk about it being, or feeling like adult summer camp. Mm -hmm. You know, it totally does feel that way. So why, why Everett music initiative and not, um, Mary's old music initiative or Lake Stevens, why Everett?
2: Yeah. Um, so I think part of it was just that I was here and doing, um, working with an economic development agency. I saw, you know, all the things that they look at to, um, entice, you know, companies to be here and, um, encourage workers to want to live here and stay here. And, um, one of those little things that I thought of, um, you know, that could probably, you know, grow and get better was livability. And, um, I liked music. I, um, didn't see a lot of live music events and, and, you know, not, not much nightlife and just saw the opportunity to sort of create this initiative. And, um, yeah, I just, I think it's, uh there's a big opportunity and more nightlife and, and stuff. So it's super cool. So, yeah.
0: So in addition to all of the events you throw, you also manage bands. Um, what's that like?
2: So yeah, managing artists. Um, you know, mostly it's, it's an excuse to, uh, go on tours and, um, <laughs> get out of town and work with artists, which are all fun things. Um, when you talked about, you know, the backsplash, um, there's a little bit of that in it too. But, uh, you know, mostly it's, it's just, it's been fun. I think, you know, I don't pretend to be a um, music industry guy, but I, I think with a marketing background, a business background, I think you have a lot of talented artists that want to bring their music and, you know, any way you can sort of help connect those artists to new listeners and new fans. Um, it's a lot of fun. So I've had a really good time doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think
1: that like because you said you don't have a music industry background, you know, but I do feel like you've been doing it long enough to where you can probably start saying that you have a music industry background. But I think but you're you're not a musician per se, but you're a business and marketing person. But I do feel like you really do legitimately love music. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of different things with your skill set and industries that you could work in that there's more money in. I mean, I hate to say it, you know, but like the music industry, I mean, there's a lot of places where you could be spending your talent. So you must really love music.
2: I do. And, you know, (laughs) I think uh, one thing about the music industry is that you can't really be an expert because it's changing constantly. And so, you know, every year it's different. And so it's just been also really interesting to just see it change even literally every year. So do you, do you play any music
1: or do you want to pursue music as like a, as an artist?
2: No. Um, you know, I, I feel like if I was, um, you know, had another chance in life, I would probably <laughs> start playing instruments when I, from a really young age, but you know, um, I did choir growing up and, uh, you know, I love to sing and I love to be around music, but I, you know, I, I, I'm acknowledging at a, as a 33 year old that it's too late, probably too late. And I'm, it's never I'm okay with it. Yeah.
1: Um, I will say I've been to karaoke with you before and you do have a really great voice. So I'd always wanted to ask you where that came from, but it sounds like choir and you grew up singing and all that.
2: Yeah. I don't think anyone would want you to, encu- <laughs> to encourage me doing that. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, you, you should be a, like a front man for a country Western
1: band. You know, I think you do that classic country thing pretty well. Well, thanks. (laughs) I've seen it in real life. All right. So I've got a little bit of a gripe. I've been wanting to ask you about this. If anyone's listening, go to the Everett Music Initiative website right now and look under photos. You'll find a photo of me eating a bowl of noodles with my mouth wide open. (laughs) I want to
2: know why that picture is on the website and why it's still there and how that whole like. (laughs) So um, in 2016... Festival, um, you guys helped me pull together food trucks, and the photographer apparently found you at the uh, food truck and with a bowl full of noodles. And you decided, instead of you know smiling, acting kind of cool, <laughs> that you would just like show them what's in your mouth. And when <laughs> I was going, that's not how it happened. Okay, okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll happened. tell you, you know how <laughs> how I see it. Um, so at the very end, I'm going through hundreds of photos that I got sent from the photographer. <laughs> And this one just popped out at me, and I was like, that's a good photo. <laughs> so I got it printed on a, on a postcard, put that around town. And, um, Did you really? No. I'm just. Thinking, oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> actually on a postcard in my office. But um, That's so funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just thought it – I think there, it was a good one. So I, I want it <laughs> on the website. And, you know, if you want it off, I'll happily take no, it No, I laugh but, about it every time I yeah. see it.
1: I always feel like if I'm doing that to somebody, I'm probably like – I must know that they're probably not going to be like that offended, you know, or some or like be a good sport about it, but um so I'm a good sport about it. I must have just messed with you. I don't yeah, actually no, care about that photo, but it's yeah. funny I, I I
0: like it a lot, but <laughs> you're gonna end up being remembered for Tyler
1: <laughs> Nate Waters. I remember when he took that photo too, and I was like, please don't show anyone that photo ever and but it's out there for the whole world to see so if you want to see what the inside of my mouth looks like with the pokey bowl stuffed inside of it and sort of chewed up it's on there there good. You go. i'd recommend
2: it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we got fishermen's kicking off at the end of this month uh so tell us about the festival this year what should we be uh excited about
2: yeah i mean i think the two main questions uh i get about the festival is is one what's what's different this year um And to be honest, I I wouldn't say there's a whole lot different other than, um, we probably have at least 25 to 30 new artists that either have never played Everett or have never played a festival. Um, and so I'm excited about this new wave of, you know, artists from LA and San Francisco and Portland and, uh, Boise and, um, all over the Northwest. So, um, that's one thing, um, and who to watch i get you know who do i need to see a lot um yeah who, and who I, are you excited about or what are like
0: kind of some of the the big names coming into town yeah
2: um one is ccfx um that's a uh, project of two olympia musicians cc dust and trans and um they partnered in on this project called ccfx and It's just, they just put out an EP this year. They just got signed to DFA Records, and um, yeah, I'm just really excited about that project. I love the singles, and yeah, definitely definitely looking forward to that one. They're playing at Normana Lodge downstairs Saturday. Uh, I want to say it's 8.15, so keep an eye on that one. and you have the whole schedule up on the website, right? Correct, yep. People can go check it out. At thefishermansvillage.org. Awesome. Um, another uh, artist is Luke Temple. Uh, I've been trying to get him for years. He was a part of a project out of, I believe, Brooklyn called Here We Go Magic. Uh was really big in like 2010, 2011, and uh, since d- has done a lot of solo um, stuff and came out with a moniker last year or the year before called Art Feynman. And so he's doing work under that name right now. And it's just really interesting, kind of. Um, lo-fi dance rock kind of stuff But it's really pretty sweet um, Very cool Yeah, and of course Kevin Morby is coming uh, It's his third time in Everett uh, He's from Liz- Yeah, he's like one of your favorites, right? He's definitely, yeah, one yeah. of my favorites And uh, yeah, really looking forward to that That's 9.30 at the Historic Everett Theater uh, Planning on a full house uh, For that one, and I'd get there early So, What are the venues this year? The venues are Historic Everett Theater Tony V's uh, Normana Lodge and Black Lab Gallery, um, narrative coffee. And then we'll be kind of probably adding another one or two
0: Oh, narratives in the mix.
1: Very nice. cool. What's Normana Lodge like for seeing a show? I don't think I've ever been in there.
2: Yeah. I mean, the way I explain it is exactly, I think the way it is, it's like where you'd go with grandpa to have pancakes. Um, oh yeah. 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 But it's got the, you know, f- cool wood paneling with, um, interesting art and, you know, uh, I think definitely a good, cool environment for something like this. Um, so there'll be room for about 300 down there, I want to say. And um, there'll be a bar and um, a cool green room for artists. And then uh, we're, one other one I want to mention is it's a first time this year is we're doing a Bollywood event. And that's with uh, DJ Prashant. Um, there'll be about a half hour of dance lessons, Um And I can't talk eloquently about what that looks like or wh- what exactly it is but I'm really excited and I think it'll be a lot of fun so nice and that's on Saturday night uh, upstairs at Normana and then another first thing we're doing this year is the comedy night um, Corey um, Michaelis oh is gonna really going to do a comedy that's awesome and um, he has invited some uh, comedians uh, and that'll be upstairs right before the Bollywood event so there'll be two one hour um, sessions and should be a lot of fun and Very is that cool. at Normana that's at Normanna upstairs cool. yep yeah that's awesome so yeah uh you know we got some new stuff and um new artists and um i think there's something for everyone we have, of course added casper baby pants this year as well which i think will be a fun chance to get um you know fam- young families there and yeah i was gonna um, ask about
0: it being like kid friendly and all that type of stuff
2: yeah so um Almost all of the venues, except for Normana Lodge, are all ages at least until 11 p.m. Um, oh wow! And so that's a great chance to have, um, you know, bring your teenagers um, or uh, bring any of your kids. And uh, all ages tickets will be um, on sale all weekend at will call, um, and that's and then 12 and under are free. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, so you mentioned like a few
0: of the bands you're excited that are coming from out of town. How about some, uh, any like local favorite Everett bands that you're excited to see?
1: Yeah. Um, you're going to be put on the spot. So when you forget to say
2: somebody, you're going to get hate, hate, messages. Yeah, I expect that. Um, <laughs> so steel beans, uh, he has been working on a project, uh, for anyone who doesn't know steel beans, he's, um, kind of a one man band and typically plays, uh, drums, guitar, um, sometimes other instruments and um, is a great vocalist and um, he has put together a 12-piece band for um, future shows and uh, I think I want to say this will be his first show with a 12-piece band and so I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Go Away Son um, I've you know heard some stuff I know she's got some new music coming out so I'm looking forward to, to that one Sleepover Club uh, I've been getting into their stuff uh it's just kind of this lo-fi punk sound and i'm definitely uh very fond of it um as well they're um yeah they you know, rule yeah just out of high school and uh they've just put together uh i think an ep and um i don't know if it's an ep or full length but they've uh just put out a single last week and yeah those young really guys are so about good. it. so yeah. Um, and there's others. So there's, um, I want to say there's at least six to eight local Everett bands, a lot of great Seattle names, and certainly a lot of folks coming, coming far. So
0: how many bands are there total? I mean, there's
2: a ton, right? It's like, yeah. Once it's all said and done, it'll be 60 or so. so wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge. That's a lot to
1: coordinate, man. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I'm excited. Mount Erie, Phil Alvorm. Um That is going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, I can't believe it. That's, that is, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm just rambling. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think him at the theater is going to be really incredible. And um, what else are you guys excited about?
0: I need to go through the different, the different bands that are playing. I've, I've been slacking on it. Yeah.
1: The session, you know, I watched her last year and her band, they killed it. That was one of the, that was one of the best. Performances that I saw last year, you know, they were something else. So I'm really excited to catch them again. And, yeah, Phil Um Oliver Elf Army Sleepover Club, local bands that I love to see, you know. And what I'm really, what I love about Fisherman is I learn about a lot of new music, too, you know. So there's always, like, a pretty good, diverse group of stuff. So I get to, like, check out stuff that I've never seen. And, like, maybe wouldn't. I don't really go to music festivals anymore because... I don't like long lines. I don't like to be like hot and in crowded areas and spend a ton of money to be sort of uncomfortable, you know, it's not. And I like seeing shows and smaller venues. It's a little more intimate, but music festivals are a great way to discover new music too, you know? So it's great. I'm very grateful that we have a local hometown music festival.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, their feedback right when we announce the lineup every year is, I don't know one of these bands or, (laughs) or who are these people, you know? And it's like, To me the opportunity is that you know it's you go and you learn about new music you learn about what's happening in your community you see some of your neighbors and um, it's really an opportunity to celebrate music and it doesn't mean you have to know all the lyrics to every song Um, and I so I always just encourage people you know come out for a day and um, so uh, we have one day tickets are available um, and you don't have to uh, overcommit by any means and buy the whole weekend wristband. So, one day yeah. tickets will be available. At, uh, we'll call. How
1: much are weekend wristbands? Let's so say you show up the day <clears throat> of and buy. So yeah, weekend wristbands are sixty bucks. Which um, compare? How much are like Sasquatch wristbands or Bumbershoot or anything like that? What do those go for?
2: They're far more. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I want to say somewhere in the two fifty to. 300 range or something 350 something like that i do feel like
1: 60 bucks for a weekend music festival is so cheap compared to so inexpensive it's very reasonable you
2: know, yeah compared to some of the other local festivals so, so that's cool and then one day um, passes will be anywhere from 20 to 30 so okay yeah
1: cool um so what what do you hear from like downtown businesses when you bring all these people and do you feel like uh, like um what kind of boost or economic impact does like a music festival like fisherman's have?
2: Yeah, I mean I'd say if you don't even go to the festival, just drive down Hewitt and drive down Colby once and during Saturday afternoon or evening and it's pretty neat just to see people spilled out on the sidewalks and the bars and restaurants full and I think in a place like Everett it's really important to have um these sort of events that, you know, encourage people from out of town to come for something besides something necessarily already here yeah yeah. and um i think a lot of these bands offer them a reason to come uh in which maybe they otherwise wouldn't so um i would say you know restaurants like new mexicans or kai sushi um not that they already aren't full a lot of time but um they're definitely packed all day long (laughs) yeah um uh, places like the irishman you know you go there on a on the friday or saturday and it's just like you know it's full so I would say, um, businesses definitely get a boost and, um, I think it's definitely one big, uh, big value to bring in a festival to a town.
1: And I think a lot of people don't realize like Everett has a beautiful historic downtown that's like on the water, you know? Yeah. And if there's people that drive through, I think events like Fisherman's, and this is the thing that we would say that we enjoyed about doing the food truck festival is we got to bring people into Everett and show them the best parts of Everett, you know, and what it's really about to live here. Speaking of that stigma, you were interviewed on KXP, and the DJ said that Everett seems like really far away. Why do you think there is that stigma that Everett seems so far away from like Seattle and like these bands that are popular in Seattle and then playing up? I mean, they'll play Bellingham,
2: you know, which is super far away, but Everett is like super close, you know? Yeah. I think part of it's just comfort. You know, it's like when you live in Seattle, you just feel like you have everything, you know, right in your neck of the woods. So why leave? And, um, part of it's just convenience, you know, there's no reason to leave. And, uh, when people say Everett, people think like driving to Everett at 5 PM on a Thursday when it's like an hour and 20 minutes, you know, but I think coming on, you know, a Friday at 2 PM for the festival, you can, um, bus up here, you can take a lift for literally $45 to $50. And, um, you know you can carpool and there's a lot of ways to get here and um, you know I think a lot of it's when you come but I I, I, I traveled the distance along a lot of times <laughs> living in Seattle and commuting up here and now commuting back to Seattle now that I live here so.
0: So what's the best way for artists to get involved uh, either for next year's festival or just with uh, Everett Music Initiative in, in general someone is listening to this and you're like, Hey, I want to be a part of this thing.
2: Yeah. Um, thanks for asking that. I think, uh, one great way is just, um, send us an email at everett music initiative at gmail.com. I'm fairly good about getting back to folks. Um, or send us a message on Facebook. I'd prefer email, but either work, you know, send us links. If you're an artist, send us a link of, um, to, uh, of your music. Um, you know, a YouTube video of playing is, is always a great way. Um, and yeah, I just, I enjoy listening through those and, uh, we take submissions through the email every year. And while it's mostly curated, uh, Charlize from KXP said, you know, curation for a festival is like a mixtape. And, yeah. uh, for me, that was like, a, I've never heard it put like that, but that's what it is. You know, you want to create your own sort of mixtape, but we definitely take submissions. We accept, um, several every year and, um, I, we, we encourage it. So
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, I think it would be really hard to to curate music for a music festival because, you know, especially because you manage bands, right? You know, it's like you want to be inclusive and let everyone play. And I think Fisherman's is a great way for up-and-coming, or Everett Music Initiative in general has been really great for up-and-coming bands and helping them get on their way. I know our band Tellers, they're the band that I play in, you know, Everett Music Initiative has been totally instrumental in everything that we've done, so what is that like for you when you do curate like the Fisherman's list or cause you probably get hit up by bands all the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, it's not like I sit, you know, two months before and put the list together. It's something I sort of curate over time. And a lot of it is based on, um, bands that I see really active, um, in their, you know, in their hometowns, um, bands that I hear throughout uh, the year on, you know, releasing music, um, there's a lot of different ways. So I, I, I think a lot of it's just, um, you know, and just keep in mind, it's Fisherman's Village is one festival. And, um, you know, I think I would encourage people to throw their own little shows and little festivals and things like that. Um, because I think this is just one and, um, I realized that my curation misses a lot of great music and a lot of great artists. And, and so I just would encourage others to, to, you know, do it and, and yeah, do their totally. own thing. Totally.
0: Awesome. So yeah, that's, you said the websites, the dot com. Yes. Cool. So yeah, you guys can get all the details over there and we're going to transition to, um, we, every week we like to ask our guests, uh, few Everett specific questions. So we're going to jump into those and blaze through those real quick. And the first one is how have you seen Everett change, uh, since you've been here?
2: Yeah. Um, when I got here in 2008, um, I would say the economy was certainly not the best and, um, I don't think it was any better in Everett than anywhere else. Um, and so there was, I would say a lack of things going, lack of retail, um, and, I would say I just saw a lack of connectivity between a lot of things going on here. And, um, I think, you know, one of the great things that has changed is live in Everett, honestly, and, and you guys connecting a lot Not of shucks, uh, a lot of things like events and a lot of great things going on in the community. But there's a lot of other, you know, things that I see that help connect those things in the community, uh, between events, people doing good stuff. And, um, certainly, uh, yeah, I I think it's changed a lot. I've I think a lot of it is younger people are really I'd see getting more active, um, wanting to make more change and I think that's an exciting thing as well. So
0: Yeah, that's cool.
2: What do you think Everett's best kept secret is? Oh man. Uh I would say <laughs> uh I would say probably the low market. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. I knew you were gonna say yeah. the low market now. And everyone, I'm kinda I'm sad to even now put everyone this, will know. put this to the ten thousands of people listening.
0: <laughs> May maybe maybe you should just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It'll
1: bring you good fortune. We'll just say okay. that. Okay. I'll
0: just yeah.
2: Um do you think Everett is misunderstood, and if so, why? Yes and no. I mean I think uh a lot of the issues um that everett is dealing with um has been communicated really well to outside of everett and because of that i think a lot of people know about what's going on and some of the issues that everett's having um but i certainly think the you know a lot of it's blown out of proportion um you know i personally enjoy seeing things like the dude skating um down on the shopping cart you know like that's hilarious and that's going to happen everywhere. And that's, you know, that's great. But I also think, um, because a lot of our issues have been broadcasted far and wide as a community, <clears throat> I think it's more likely to get picked up in Seattle media and things, which makes it kind of perpetual. So that's the story of, you know, but yeah. Um, but I, I, honestly, I really do also think, um, a lot of good things are happening and, and people are, broadcasting that more and more. And, and as that happens, I think the, the negativity will sort of slowly go away. But, um, in all honesty, we know it's pretty great here and, uh, I guess we can sort of keep it, keep the secret as long as we can. So, (laughs) yeah, totally. What do you think Everett needs, if anything? Oh man. Um, you know, I, I think for Everett, uh, you know, uh, one is, is more, uh, apartments more density downtown i think is really they've as fast as they've been built they've been filled and i think that's a good sign of demand and i know that that doesn't last forever but um i know people like the scott dolls have continued to you know build these great places downtown which brings uh people a lot closer which is my next thing and that's downtown retail um i, I think for a downtown, we need more places to go, more, uh, restaurants, more, more nightlife. And, uh, if we want to keep sort of our youngest and brightest people here, we need to have fun things to do. And, um, I know I'm, that's a little downtown heavy for forever, but those are, those are my big ones. So,
0: yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, downtown center of influence right there. So it's that's, that's good stuff. What is your greatest hope for Everett's future?
2: Uh, I'd just say the young people um I'd say you know young people uh are I think given the least credit but are um but but definitely definitely have the most influence I think on a day like today when you see thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of students walking out of school and getting that sort of attention I think it's time totally. to start listening to our young people
0: for sure Um, so, uh, we're going to transition here and play a quick game called fast favorites, um, where you can win a prize, but first a quick, uh, shout out to one of our local sponsors. Uh, the Snohomish PUD, uh, has been your community energy partner for over 65 years. Uh, your PUD offers smart ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. They can help you save with instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special prices on efficient home products. You can check out their website at snopud.com for more smart rewards, smart rebates, and smart ideas.
1: All right, let's play a game. I'm ready. Um, I, will, um, I will watch the clock. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Garrett's going to ask you five questions, and if you answer them in 60 seconds, you win a prize from the tote bag of mystery
0: ready Ryan
2: I'm ready all right where is your favorite place to eat favorite place to eat is Kai sushi favorite place to drink sound view watch the sunset the roof of the Grand Avenue marketplace favorite word to describe Everett
0: secret favorite thing to do when you have free time
1: Go to the outdoors. Nice. Nice. That was 59 seconds.
0: Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. It was like
1: 40-something. You I was going to say, that seemed faster than <laughs> I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs>
0: All right. You get to pick a prize out of the uh, bag of mystery there. Choose wisely. Mouse
1: traps are in there.
0: Oh, snaps.
1: And every bumper sticker.
2: Oh. Boom. Thank you.
1: Well, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Um, before we cut you loose, do you have any, any uh, asks of our audience or uh, where can people learn about everything you do on the Internet?
2: Um, no asks. Um, I would just you know, encourage everyone to come on out for Fisherman's Village Music Festival. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and rain or shine, um, bands are playing, and, and come on out. So uh, check more at everettmusicinitiative.org or the com. And, uh, thank you to you guys for all you do and telling people stories. So,
0: yeah, our, our pleasure. Thank you, man. I yeah. really appreciate all the, all the cool stuff you make happen around here. It's good stuff.
2: Ditto.
1: Totally. All right. So thanks for hanging out for the live and Everett podcast. We would love to hear from you. Send us feedback, tips,
0: or whatever you want. If you're
1: listening on iTunes, take a minute and rate us. It helps a ton.
0: And you can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter called The Weekly Goodness, which goes out every single Monday and it's packed full of upcoming events around Everett, um, our latest podcast and videos of the week, recap of what's new on the blog, all that good stuff. You can subscribe for free over on the website, liveineverett.com slash subscribe.
1: Thanks again, Ryan, for joining us today. A special thanks to Oliver Alfarmi for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J., which, by the way, catch Henry's radio show every Friday night at 8.30 p.m. on 90.7 FM. It's called The Stereo Wire, and it's my favorite radio show. Good things happen in Everett because of you, so thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone.
2: This is why we ever Everett till the grave. grave.